you're listening to the Bridal Business Bootcamp Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Evans. We offer authentic interviews from leaders in our industry to help you scale your business. From advertising and marketing, to business branding, and even self-care, we talk about it all on this podcast. Our goal is to help you grow and find success within the wedding industry. So wherever you're listening today, thank you for being here, and I hope you truly enjoyed today's conversation. Have you ever thought, oh my gosh, I made so much money on that wedding last weekend, and then you actually put the numbers together and realize the amount of time and effort you put in didn't correlate with how much you charged? The reason I'm asking this is because a lot of times in our wedding industry, we don't actually take the time to analyze the numbers. And it's so important when you're running your business to really understand the numbers, everything from your marketing to your financials. And so today on the podcast, I chat with Lisa Anheuser of LBL Event Rentals. And Lisa is a veteran in the industry. She actually got into the industry because she saw a need and made it happen. And she talks about defining true success by analyzing the numbers. And this is such an important conversation for those who want to run their business successfully. And I hope you really enjoy today's conversation. Ten Hut, the Bridal Business Bootcamp is officially working your business into shape. This is your official invitation to join our squad of wedding vendors to help each other gain community and grow their businesses. Not only do we offer exclusive wedding business education, one-on-one coaching, live events, but much, much more. If you're ready to take your business to a new level, then you must enlist for our squad. Visit our website, bridalbusinessbootcamp.com. Lisa, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. So share with us how, first and foremost, how you got into the industry. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a crazy story. I've been in retail all my life and we used to do bridal shows at different hotels for kitchen and company, linens and things and Macy's. And we were at a hotel show and we had become friends with the catering manager and her assistant and they had rented a linen for the very first time. Now, this is back in 1996, so long time ago. What do you think about the linens that we rented? And of course, my friend and I took a look at it. We're both seamstresses. We both like to sew on the side and said, well, you know, it's nice. How much did you pay for it? oh, we can do better. So they came back to us a couple hours later and said, okay, put your money where your mouth is. We have a couple who's getting married in two weeks and they want chair covers and sashes. And we looked at each other and we said, yeah, we can do that. So we made them, rented them to the hotel. And then it's all of a sudden, okay, what are we going to do with these now? Well, we should rent them on the side. Okay, let's get a phone number. And, you know, from there, It just kind of took off. It had a life of its own. The company that we were working for declared bankruptcy and somebody said, okay, what are you going to do now? Well, I guess I'm going to do this. Right. (laughs) It became our business. (laughs) Wow. And I've been doing it now for 24 years. And you're based in Houston? Yes. Okay. Wow. 24 years. And is it all things rentals, not just linens or how did that develop? We specialize in linens. 
And when we started out, it was linens, but, you know, we'd also do votive cups. And then we got candelabras. Then we bought tables and chairs. Then we bought china. And we became a a full-service company. But, you know, after crisis after crisis, oil industry, Hurricane Harvey, we just kind of had to make some decisions what we were going to focus on in our business to do the best job that we could and still be viable perennially. And we had to decide that, you know, tables and chairs weren't our first business. It required a lot of labor. And if we were expending a lot of labor and manpower on the few rentals of tables and chairs that we had, we weren't focusing on our linen business. So we decided to sell off a 2,700 square foot warehouse full of goods that were part-time rentals and focus on our full-time rentals, which was strictly linens. And that was about three years ago. And it was the best decision that we had ever made. (laughs) Right. So now we are strictly a linen company, but we've also formed strategic partnerships in the industry that allow us to provide all things. And that's great because we don't have to warehouse and and maintain tables and chairs in China. And the other company does not have to be a full-time linen company. So it's worked out really well for both of us. That's awesome. I feel like people are really learning how to pivot their business models to what, first and foremost, where they're really good at, but also where the numbers are and what is is showing up as being something that's very successful. And so we wanted to talk today about how you define true success by analyzing the numbers. Can you share with us a little bit about how you go about analyzing your numbers and how that's helped you kind of pivot in the market? Well, I was very lucky I was working with a business consultant who gave me an introduction to the people who run our local Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. And it was the last day of applications, and I was actually able to get my application in, got an interview, and got accepted. It was an amazing program, and the one thing that they stressed more than anything was knowing your numbers, having a dashboard that you can look at regularly. If you're working with a program such as QuickBooks or another accounting software, you have the ability without too much stress to get those numbers and have those numbers on hand at any time. And then it's just a tweaking of of that information, knowing what things you need to look at to find the best information for your business and your company. Right. I, you know, I compare analyzing the numbers because I feel like in a lot of this industry kind of fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. And by stopping and ensuring that you're analyzing the number, it's almost like if you have a son or daughter that's a child and they're growing up and you're measuring how tall they are, you know, on that door frame, if you don't actually mark, you know, their height every time you measure them, you can't really look back and kind of see 
where you've gone and see what's happening. And so to me, it's just, it's almost second nature to consistently analyze my numbers. But how often do you do that? And and what do you find or what have you done in the past that kind of have, what does the numbers tell you usually? Well, the things that we have to watch in a rental company, the things that we're watching, and I do, uh, I really agree with that. I was telling my son who just graduated from high school, oh, we need to measure you. I haven't measured you in, in two right. months. And of course, <laughs> he towers over me now. I remember when he was shorter than me. Now it's just a memory on the door frame. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but that's the same with our numbers. It, you know, being able to, and I, and I really have to say, In the rental industry, you know, QuickBooks is just pretty much an accounting software because it doesn't lend itself to rentals. It's more to sales. But I really love integrating that information into my QuickBooks because I can go back at any date and time and see what the snapshot was of my business at that point. So, Like right now, while we're going through this crisis, uh, the most recent crisis, we Mm -hmm. are able to compare that to maybe something that happened in the past. For us here in Houston, it was Hurricane Harvey. I can go back to, to that data and see how the crisis affected my business and then kind of, you said, pivot my business based on what worked coming out of that crisis coming out of this one. Although they're not the same, I totally understand that. But, you know, we have to, we have to make some kinds of comparisons to things that have happened before to be able to move forward. And especially when we were going into the crisis, we were able to do that. But now, we do have to turn around and look at coming out. So we're going to look at, you know, what were the first things that came back after that crisis? What were the events that we came back strongest on? Was it weddings? Was it galas? Was it intimate home parties? And then make our decisions where we're going to put our energies, who we're going to focus on as our customers as we move back out, because we don't want to be insensitive to our customer base by bombarding them with sales pitches when we know that, you know, they're still struggling with current events and not able to to do anything right now. So we're going to look at prior year sales. And then we also want to look at prior event sales, things that happened surrounding a a previous crisis. We're going to also take a look at our customer base and try and divide that customer base out into what is our strongest group? Who do we want to talk to first? So we're going to do that all with an analysis of past numbers. And if we've been keeping track of our numbers, we know what we can do. The other thing about our dashboard that's very important is we have to know what we have to spend, which right now is probably not very much. We need to know what we have on the books, what we have rescheduled, so we can count that as 
probable income. So we know that we have that income to spend moving forward. We're also going to have to go back and visit our receivables because chances are the businesses, if we're doing business to business work in this industry, we've suspended our collections process because we know that they're in the same boat that we are. And as we open back up, we're going to have to, you know, take another look at those receivables, figure out who our our clients are that that owe us prior money and, you know, slowly get in touch with them, see where they are in their opening process and reach viable solutions for both parties in being able to collect that money due. Right. I previously was a venue manager and what's very different between running a wedding planning company and then running a venue is with the venue, you have a general manager who has given you a pace and a goal for the year. And so it's very financially driven. So you look so closely on a consistent basis to your numbers. So I would actually, I put in place with our team a sheet that was on the wall and a chalkboard thing that was on the wall. And we would actually write down our numbers and our goals. And and then we would, you know, erase it when we've had a sale and bump it up. So then we knew that every week, every month we were hitting our goals or whether we were not. And, you know, it was definitely somewhere that we didn't have our clients actually coming in or looking at that. But <laughs> but it would be bad. Yeah. But it's so important as far as a wedding planner, you know, I I find myself on occasion just taking the jobs that I can get, but I don't actually on occasion I won't look at the the physical number and kind of see where my year is going or what's happening. And and it's something I find to be so, so important now because it's what tells me if I am shorting myself and not able to sustain my business or sustain the way, the direction that I'm going long-term, if I continue to take kind of smaller events. And it definitely, I mean, everything's so encompassed, but it helps with the sales process. It helps with the the upsell process, it helps with just valuing yourself and knowing how much you're supposed to be charging. So I totally agree with you that really understanding your numbers is is so important, no matter what type of business you are in this industry. Absolutely. So we were talking about kind of the crisis management. I'm really interested. So after the hurricane, what did you face? What did you run into? Well, unfortunately for us, a lot of our, our business is B2B. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of venues who were clients who were in crisis. So we were trying to pivot our business at that point to be helpful to them because if we help them get open and reestablish their business with the direct client, then we're reestablishing our business with them. A lot of our venues were flooded and had a lot of in-house linen that was going to be a total loss if they didn't get help. So as soon as we could get our trucks out, we were out there trying to pick up that that laundry, that linen, and clean it for them. And actually, we found a, a new vehicle of income for our company by doing outside laundry. And 
in that vein, we introduced ourselves to more customers because there were so many businesses that had been doing it, you know, on their own. But when you're flooded and you have, you know, for lack of better terms, sewer water, you know, soiling your linens, you're on a time crunch to get that clean, to keep it from staining, from, you know, being unusable. So by putting ourselves out there as someone who could help them, because obviously we weren't doing our own laundry, we were able to help other businesses, which made them aware of us and made us a trusted partner for them, where before they didn't have need of us. Now they're looking at us as someone who can supplement their linen, supplement their business, and also come to us for that laundry business. So we were able to change our customer base, grow our customer base, and also become an add-on sale for those businesses that, that found us during that time. We also had to look at how we were going to reestablish our business by bringing back employees because, of course, we were out of work pretty much for a month, which is seems small compared to what we're doing right now. We've been out for three months. So we had to slowly phase our employees back in. And again, that was based on looking at the numbers of what we had coming up, what we expected to come in, because once that you know, that faucet starts the trickle, you know, it's going to then turn into a steady stream. So we have to look at, you know, where we are, who are we going to bring back um, based on the business that we have. It's so amazing that you're able to kind of pivot and figure out where the need is. And that's definitely a an amazing trait to have, to be able to feel that kind of need and, okay, we're going to meet that need. So great job on that. Thanks. <laughs> it uh, definitely saved us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's where I feel like I'm hoping that people are really listening to that portion because we're definitely on that. That I had just read something from The Knot that it said in the last two weeks alone, 56% or couples were reaching out to vendors 56% more than they have been the last month. So I feel like we're at that point and that stepping stone that people are really going to need to start to put it into gear. And there's going to be areas that we really do need to pivot and figure out what, where the need is in, in the industry and how we can help each other out. I mean, this whole point of my podcast, but I feel like it's been, you know, the last 10 years, we've really been pushing the community over competition. And now is when we really have to put that into play and say, how can I help you? And what can I do for you? And it might not be something that financially helps me personally, but if it helps the community, you know, more power. I mean, that's what, that's why we're in this together. So the whole thing is, is it's sowing seeds for the future because, you know, the work that you're putting in today is going to pay off later because everything that you do for someone else sows that seed of reward and they are going to remember it and they're going to come back either themselves or when someone else is talking to them and they have a need, they're going to say, oh, 
I talked to Jameson and she helped me out with this. If I was you, I would call her. So it's sowing that seed of reward, whether it's direct or indirect, and people will remember. Exactly. Exactly. So Lisa, share with us how people can find you and follow you on social media. Well, I have my business, which is LBL Event Rentals. You can find us online, lbleventrentals.com, or you can find me personally and and maybe get some little tidbits on, on different things, or even send me some questions at lisaanheiser.com. We do have a sign-up sheet on there, and if you're interested, we'll send out our personal growth sheet, which is... Um, It helps you kind of define what your measures and metrics are in your personal life so that you can then transfer those into your business and know what things are important for you as you do reopen your business in focusing on to set your goals for the future. That's great. Thank you. I so appreciate your your input and kind of your experience and what you've already gone through with the hurricane. And just, I think that's so helpful for those who really haven't had that experience, you know, for those of us who went through things like the recession or, you know, just whatever crisis may have come through and have come out the other side, it's definitely a unique experience and figuring out how to really push your business through is so important. And it's possible. It just takes a little a little work, <laughs> a little work, a little toughness and, <laughs> and make it happen. And like you said, earlier, go back and visit those numbers and, and see where you were and how you survived and, and take that positive message forward in your business and feel good about surviving past things as you move forward in this one. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Another amazing conversation on the Bridal Business Bootcamp podcast. I hope you're able to gain some insight and to help you grow your business. Please make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to help us find more listeners. And don't forget, we now have a new online sales workshop available to help you sharpen your sales skills and book more events. Make sure to visit our website at thebridalbusinessbootcamp.com. I wish you an amazing, busy, and memorable wedding week.